Hi there, you're listening to the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. I'm your host, Alana Terry, and this season of the Unabridged Podcast is the Terror in the Sky series. This is an unforgettable, fast-paced collection of six novellas that tell you the story of what happens when multiple strangers board a doomed flight. I hope that you enjoy this episode of the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. Chapter 31 Justine held her husband's hand. Ever since he landed in Detroit just a couple hours after she did, he hadn't left her or West Side. Even when the federal agents wanted to question her about the events that took place during the skyjacking, Steve refused to separate from her for even a few minutes. She was thankful he was here, glad for his support. Now, two days had passed since she landed in Detroit, but her lungs sometimes still stung from the smoke. West was running up and down the hospital hallway. Justine had snapped at him once, but Steve reminded her that there were worse things her kid could be doing than expending a little extra energy. Her husband gave her a hand a squeeze. You sure you're ready to do this? he asked. She nodded. Ready or not, this was why she had flown to Detroit in the first place. If she didn't carry through, her and West's traumatic experience would be for nothing at all. Do you want us to come with you? Steve's voice was gentle. They had had this same conversation multiple times before, and each time Justine's answer was the same. This is something I need to do on my own. Steve gave her hand one last squeeze. All right, I love you. I know, she smiled at him. She and Steve had gone through a lot of changes this past year, some of them good, some of them terrifying. She didn't even want to think about what it would be like once they drove home and Justine had to settle back into life as normal. What's normal after witnessing your son nearly dying in a plane crash? She was already replaying all the conversations she'd have with her therapist. She should probably find someone for West to talk to as well. There was no way that kind of fear could be healthy for someone so young to keep bottled up. It wasn't healthy for anyone, as a matter of fact, no matter what age they were. Justine couldn't sleep at night without waking up in cold sweats, her lungs stinging with smoke, her stomach dropping as the plane from her nightmare crashed to the ground. Well, maybe it was good news. After all, she and her therapist had spent so much time this past year analyzing Justine's mother. Maybe it would be nice to have a change. That was one way to look at it, at least. The other way to look at it was Justine had endured more than any human being should ever have to endure. When would God look down and decide she'd had enough? I'm gonna take the kiddo to get donuts from the cafeteria. Steve spoke quietly, but not quietly enough. Donuts? West did a complete about-face and sprinted back toward his parents. Are we getting donuts, Dad? Steve smiled and tussled West's hair. Justine noticed he'd been touching his son a lot more than normal these past two days. 
Her husband gave her one last kindly gaze. You ready? he asked. Justine nodded. Ready or not, she was here. She was going to do this. She reached her hand to knock gently on the door of her mother's hospital room, then quietly let herself in. Chapter 32 So she's been asleep for how long? Justine asked. Two days, the nurse answered. She had introduced herself as Carrie, had explained that she'd been Alice's primary nurse since she arrived here for hospice care. Is it a coma? Justine stared at the woman on the hospital bed. She looked so frail and weak. There was nothing to indicate that this woman had once been young, beautiful, and murderous. Nothing to indicate she'd spent almost the entirety of her adult life behind bars. Not a coma, Carrie replied, but she's very, very tired. Is she in pain? There was an inexplicable lump in Justine's throat, which she did her best to ignore. I don't think so. In fact, she was pretty restless yesterday, but today she seems so much more at peace. As if on cue, Alice let out a faint sigh. Justine looked, trying to decide if that was a smile on her mother's face. I think she knows you're here. Justine had no idea how Carrie could make a presumption like that, but she didn't want to waste time arguing. No matter how well this nurse claimed to know her mother, the stranger's presence felt intrusive. Have a seat, Carrie said, pulling a chair up closer to Alice's bedside. You can talk to her. There's no reason to think she can't hear you. Just press that call button if you need anything. Justine's legs trembled slightly as she lowered herself into the chair. She hated that she felt so nervous. It wasn't as if Alice was going to wake up from her near coma and try to stab her in the thigh like she had when Justine was a toddler. One more thing, Carrie said, reaching for a tattered notebook on Alice's bedside table. She passed the book to Justine, who reached out for it tentatively. Your mother wanted me to give this to you when you got here. What is it? Justine asked, uncertain if she wanted to open up the pages. I'm not sure, Carrie answered, but it was very important to her to make sure you read it. The nurse left, and as soon as she was gone, Justine wished she'd come back. She had no idea what to do, what to say. Should she tell Alice she was here? Try to hold her mother's hand? What good would it do if Alice was already unconscious? Two days ago, Justine had been terrified of dying and losing her child to terrorists. Now she was afraid of a little old lady asleep in a hospital bed. Justine let out her breath. Well, if she didn't know what to say, maybe she'd let her mother's words fill up the silence of her soul. She opened up the notebook, and her hands started to tremble even as she read the first line. I didn't murder my husband. It's important to explain that from the very beginning. Justine flipped ahead, trying to guess just how many pages in this notebook Alice had filled. How long had she been working on it? 
And was it just for Justine? I didn't murder my husband, Alice repeated on the second line. Justine settled in her chair, then checked the time. This might turn into a very long day. Thanks for listening to the Unabridged Christian Fiction Audiobook Podcast. This has been the Terror in the Sky series written by me, Alana Terry, and narrated by Becky Dowdy. If you want to listen to or read this entire series without interruptions, you can look for the Terror in the Sky series by Alana Terry wherever you shop for ebooks, paperbacks, or audiobooks.